When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, when you're on the road and the fans are going nuts, that's how incredible it is. Shohei Otani is doing something that we've never seen before. Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran. Still to come, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Tennis icon, Billie Jean King. Plus, from Peacock's brother from another, Michael Hawley. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a conversation with us today. We're thrilled if uh, if you are out there in any way, shape, or form on Peacock, Sirius XM, Odyssey, Rich Eisen Show Radio, Terrestrial Radio Affiliate. 34 of them now and counting. We love every last one of you. There's a podcast version of this show every single day on Cumulus Podcasts. Um, and um, and all three hours are available. If you miss it, you can go get it there. Please do. We always appreciate it. You can leave uh, a nice five-star rating. We appreciate that. I'm always loath to say that because then there's always some a-hole out there like, here's your one star. Um, <laughs> then you're just a hater. You know, that, that happens. These things happen in the world. Um, hater step aside. But uh, we, we, we appreciate all of our listeners and viewers, whether it is on demand or live, and we're all over it. And the we, being Albert Breer of the MMQB, this hour, um, as Jalen Hurts last night couldn't answer the bell and wondering why. And apparently, though, he was the best quarterback all week in practice. Tom Curran in hour number one saying he didn't want to be to the turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> um, but the reason why the Patriots looked so good last night, all quarterbacks and certainly on offense, is all the guys who were having a much better time against the ones of the Patriots on offense and twos of the Patriots on offense during the practice, all the ones on defense that were having better weeks in the uh, inter-squad scrimmages. Um, They weren't playing last night. And then Hurts didn't play last night. And Tom said that he was the best quarterback that was out there this week. So there's that. That's why you got to pump the brakes on a lot of this preseason talk. And in regards to that, though, you know a lot of us are going to take some bait this weekend. You know we are. And you look at the schedule this coming weekend. Yet another quadruple header on uh, on NFL Network it's coming up tomorrow. One, it's good. Let's go. The bulk of the preseason, rest of the preseason games are tomorrow, Saturday. There's two Sunday games, Giants at Cleveland Browns and San Francisco at the Chargers here in Los Angeles, California. Um, or is that against the, yeah, against the Chargers? And then Jacksonville at New Orleans is the Monday night game that wraps up the weekend. The first of two games that our first guest of this week, Lewis Riddick of ESPN. Tonight, there's two games. You've got uh, the Monday night contest between the Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be fun. I'm assuming you're going to see some of the Chiefs out there tonight. Patrick Mahomes is going to play 
First quarter. First quarter. That's yeah. what we're saying. And then this is this is one of those sneaky good preseason games. Cincinnati and Washington. <laughs> I, I just kind of dig it. This is going to be good times when they're out there. When are we going to see Joey Burrow in some action? What do you think here? I hope week this one. Weekend, Probably not not today. If yeah, Chase Young's yeah. on the field, they ain't going to get him out there yeah. tonight. I hope the uh, Bengals are one of those teams that nobody's talking about. Kevin Clark um, pegged him for one of the sneaky under the radar ten win teams of this year, and I know they're playing an extra game, but that is saying a mouthful. That is uh, Vikings a much and for Bengals. Me, but... Vikings and Bengals, uh, where uh, the Bengals will send Joe Burrow out there, perhaps with some plexiglass around his knee to make sure there's no close contact with the Vikings defense. <laughs> You've got the uh, rest of the schedule on Saturday. And the first one up, man, whole country going to sit down and watch if you're interested, and you're going to be interested. You got Bills and the Bears, NFL Network. Here we go. Now Dalton's going to start the first quarter and a half. And if the Bills put any of their ones out there and Dalton looks good, you're going to have to lean in the direction of doesn't matter how Justin Fields looks against the Bills twos and threes. Right. That when week one is starting and the Rams are sending the grown-ass man number 99 and then Jalen Ramsey cutting off half the field of the Bears, like taking Allen Robinson out, right? And, you know, Aaron Donald cutting off David Montgomery on the way to the quarterback that it might be best to send Andy Dalton out there. And you might start hearing some of those voices coming out of Chicagoland. I will say this. Don't pay any attention to those noises. The whole idea of, like, don't stick them out there against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey in week one because you don't want them to start to learn the NFL right then and there. My answer to that is, why the hell not? And if you think he can do two things, if you think Justin Fields can do two things, and this might not, this might show tomorrow against the Bills, if and when Fields gets out there, because I know he's had a groin injury and missing some time this week. Expecting to see him out there. Can he, these are the two things you should look for from Justin Fields this week. Can he do two things? Can he... Make a switch at the line. See something pre-snap and make a switch. I don't know if there's going to be anything exotic being shown to him because it's a preseason game. You might think that there's enough guys out there staying long. Like, does Sean McDermott treat this week two preseason game like it's a week three preseason game? Because don't forget, don't forget there's only three preseason games now. So the third preseason game might be treated like the fourth, which is we're not playing anybody because we're just 10 days away from our start of the season. Now there's going to be more than just 10 days between the final preseason game and the beginning of the season to get everybody rested up and they're not going to make they're not going to force anybody to 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 send everyone out there to play a fourth preseason game that nobody pays attention to and everybody's white knuckling to make sure that the people who are going to actually play in your 53 men don't get hurt. So let's just say that something exotic is shown to Justin Fields. Can he handle that? Can he make that snap decision? And two, can he protect himself behind a line that might not be protecting him? 
can he get out of the way? Can he move? Can he? I think that that's already asked and answered personally. If you think he's ready neck up and you think he can protect himself waist down, at some point he's going to face somebody who's as good as Aaron Donald. At some point he's going to face somebody as good as Jalen Ramsey. They might not be better than them. They might not be, you know, they're going to be in the realm of the same. Just think about it. Week three. You know who the Bears play week three? I don't. I'll tell you who the Bears play week three. The Chicago Bears in week number three of this season. I want to make sure because I saw it the other day, and I'm going to say it, and there it is. They visit Cleveland where apparently a piece of workout equipment is no longer functioning. (laughs) Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the report. What's the report again, Christopher? Uh, Miles Garrett broke a piece of uh, workout equipment in okay. the Browns facility. Yep. He's not playing basketball anymore. All right. So, okay, it's not Aaron Donald. Now I got to sit him out of against Miles Garrett, right? Another defensive player of the year candidate, right? Come on now. At some point, you got to see what you got. And that's why, again, I just. You know, you're going to stick Dalton out there until the guy's ready. When's he going to be ready? Guy played at Ohio State. He beat the crap out of Clemson. I mean, he's played big games. That's why he drafted and moved him up. I, 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 I don't get the whole waiting. I don't get it. Justin Herbert, let's not start him. I got to start to Rod Taylor. Well, we'll throw him out there, you know, at the last second against the Chiefs. He doesn't even know he's going out. You know, like we won. We, and, oh yeah, we're, we're, we win the coin toss. We're gonna we're, we're getting the ball first. Hey, Rook, you're out there. Yeah, that's the Chiefs, and he scores a touchdown. And then his coach, which this is where I think Anthony Lynn lost uh, a lot of people. Certainly lost a lot of people here in L.A. when he came out and he said, "Yeah, this is <laughs> just because the kid did this here. It's still Terod Taylor's team." Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's with all due respect to Terod Taylor, and I have the same approach to Andy Dalton. It's like, okay. Andy Dalton's time, I know he said it's my time, Andy Dalton's time was to win playoff games when he, when they were cooking with gas with Marvin Lewis. That was his time. Is it possible to him to get another time, right? Is it, or is it possible? Those are kind of rare to get other times in the NFL. Right. You know, Rich Gannon-like, you know, Brad Johnson-like, here's your other time. Nick Foles-like, it's your other time. That was his time. Now's Justin Fields' time, right? Last year, Miami decided it was to his time out of nowhere. That could happen to Andy Dalton, even if it is his time, weeks one through four. Right? I mean, the Bears could the Bears possibly sit there and say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just make sure he's fine up to speed through the first four weeks, and then we'll throw him out there against the Raiders, right? Their defense last year was less than. Oh, okay, then they're home for Green Bay and then at Tampa and then home for San Francisco at the Steelers. So after all that, you're taking on the Packers, who you know have got the Smith brothers coming at you, the Bucks. We don't need to say what happens when you face them potentially. The 49ers are going to have their Bosa back, and then there's a Watt on Pittsburgh, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like at some point, these guys are all going to be out there, get them up to speed from Donald, so when he sees Miles Garrett and his broken piece of equipment, work out. That, you know, he's going <laughs> to be a little more comfortable. 
That's all on display. Second game on NFL Network, Jets and Packers. We all know it's Kurt Bankert, right? Who's the fourth string guy that you were saying that we would never guess who it is for the Packers? Who's that guy? Because yeah, Jordan loves out. You have to look it up. I just, I just, I could just close the window. And then, of Hold course, on. we'll see the Jets who, who don't have Carl Lawson now. You know what was pointed out to me yesterday by none other than our buddy Fabs? What's that? You know who's also named Carl? Uh, Larry David's friend who killed himself because the Jets didn't do very well. <laughs> Stop Wow. <laughs> Packers fourth quarterback, guys, Jake Dolgala. There you go. Delgo- what is his name? Jake Dolgala. Jake Dolgala. Del- got it. D-O-L-E-G-A-L-A from Central uh, Connecticut right. State. Delgola. Del- got it. He looks like he I should be I haven't used that insurance. phrase in a while. If I was doing a highlight, if he scores a touchdown, I would have been good. I got, I'll be able to get that one back in. Delgola. Delgola. Atlanta and Miami, I, I I mean, that's a fun one. Darnold, Sam Darnold's going to get some reps, it looks like, against yeah, the Baltimore sense. Ravens. I'm excited to see Sam play. The third game on NFL Network, Detroit at Pittsburgh. Detroit at Pittsburgh. Tennessee at Tampa. How much are we going to see that? Brady versus the MFR. <laughs> Allegedly not. Indianapolis at Minnesota. Okay, Easton and Ellinger. Okay, I'm into that. Right? See those guys get out there. Benny LeMay won't stare down anybody. Right? And then NFL Network last game, Vegas at the Rams. Oh, boy, Raiders fans. (laughs) You see all that's been going on at practice with those two teams? They are just already slapping each other around. Gruden... Took his team off the field because of the fights that were going on. And then, you know, what Hunter Renfro uh, trended because he apparently was tearing up Ramsey. He was like, I didn't see the play where he got me, (laughs) you know. And then all I'm just going to say is this to the Raiders fans and the Rams fans. It's so fine. Can you keep the soda cups in the holders, please? (laughs) I mean, did we find that woman who just like, I don't know. Wordlessly you know and, and emotionlessly flipped a soda into the uh, an already highly charged situation. I don't know. Don't know. That, also, that it, woman should be just as barred yes. from attending a game as the people who threw the punches. Yes. And if you're one dude, don't take on four other dudes. And then Denver at Seattle, you've got um you've got the latest Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater Ted a Ted against Seattle, who is general manager. We had a good time chatting with yesterday and John Schneider. You know, Houston and Dallas, I mean, Terod Taylor and Davis Mills going against Ben DiNucci and others. Is Dak's not Dak's not going to – why would you put Dak out there even? He's not playing. He's not playing. He's not going to play, right? No. Remember how before I told you, like, it was no big deal? <laughs> Are we coming around? <sighs> yeah. I, I, well, here's the deal. I – I don't know what goes on in every practice, obviously. No, we don't. So in my mind, I'm hoping that he's out there. He's working on timing. He's working on all the little things that he needs to work on. He's just not showing it in the game. But I don't know if he's doing that. I mean, common sense would tell me that he is. But Who's the he for those who might not be? Dak Prescott. Okay. So I'm not sure. You know, earlier in the week you said, are you worried because Dak's not playing? And I came back with, if he played in the preseason game, it would be for a drive or two. He'd sit down. You wouldn't learn anything anyway. 
But there is something to be said about, you know, the timing with your receivers, things of that nature. So yeah. I'm hoping they're, they're working on that. Hey, I would look, assume that they are. Ian Rappaport said there's nothing to see here. Okay. That's what he said. Second MRI, he's heard of that before, just for precaution. Hadn't heard, you know, reaching out to, um, you know, Major League Baseball team doctors about how to deal with arm injuries, mm -hmm. you know. By the way, the Yankees are on fire since the Cowboys checked in with them. Fire. And Fuego. Seven W's in a row. You're welcome. And so um, I, I know I've been having my fun with it, and that's truly 100% just at your expense, TJ. That's it. Because they're not going to throw them out against the Houston Texans. Why in the world would they do that? Yeah. And by the way, what's the what's what's the place in in uh, Musburger's town for them? Was it three and a half Texans over under? Yes, yeah, right. I mean, I haven't heard anybody who thinks this this Texans team is going to be anything but a holy uh, hot heck of disaster. a first overall yeah, pick of a mess. Uh, four. Four. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. With the extra game. With the extra game. With an extra game, they think you're going to win four. <laughs> the dreaded four and 13. Lions not far behind. Another way to say it is with the extra game, and they still don't think you can win five. That's one way to look That's it. just By really... the way, the, the bottom here, we can talk about this at some point. Lions, four and a half. Jets, six. Eagles, six and a half. Eagles, six and a half. Nobody believes in Jalen Hurts at your own peril. That'll be something we'll talk more about as we get closer to the season. We get now as close to the break as possible because I'm throwing to it. Albert Breer of the MMQB, senior NFL reporter, joining us next. And then your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. You're on hold. Stay on hold. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL draft, which means for me... I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I will say this. Yes. I, I am a man that knows when he's defeated. Yes. I was beaten this year. Yes. Um, so, my business manager was supposed to have the hat for us. He did not. Oh, we're throwing Jamal under the bus. Oh, Who are we throwing bus. under the bus he right now? He did not bring Who is that thrown hat. under the bus by yeah, the bus just right him. now? He's, uh, see, he didn't even show his face. He's. Uh, uh, but I was willing to wear this hat. He had it made up. Well, he everything. told me that the hat yeah. that he made up had the final score. No, on. he had the hat on there. Whatever. It, it was a hat. I don't know what that the was. The hat is supposed but, to read the following. The, I am the, going to the, listen the, to this. Okay. Hear this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan, the lead. And best. <laughs> wow. That is for you. Wow. Only. Wow. You know it. I honestly I, did it not. It for me to do that. I honestly can't have thought of anything else that you would do that would make me think that you would not have to follow through on your end of the wager, which is wear an I should have gone to Michigan hat on the vaunted field of Notre Dame with touchdown Jesus behind you. But do I let him out of that end of the bet now? He's good, that was man. pretty epic, actually. And he nailed all the words. Well, he grew up in the, the state of Michigan. He tone. should know them. He should know them. I mean, that I was like not, 40 years ago. I did not know ago. them. I had to look them up to make sure I was saying it correctly for you. Also, you, also I'm getting visions of, like, it was, Jerome practicing before yeah, he came out here. That did sound rehearsed. Yeah, it sounded yeah, rehearsed. That I was mean, great. That took a lot out of me. Great you job, that. Jerome. You know that. That you was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. You know what what it, what it took for me to to sing to sing that on national television? Yes, and radio. And we're gonna tweet it out. Oh yeah, it'll be there forever. Yeah, yes, right. Now that's something that's gonna be there forever. See, okay. my phone is buzzing already. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, and I'm sure it's about Notre Dame that's pissed off. Uh-huh. That I've actually I kind of think so he's off the hook now. I think he's off the hook. I'm in trouble awesome. already. That was pretty great. That was great, Jerome. Yeah, Very yeah, impressive, no, and yeah, I would yeah. never sing your fight song. <laughs> <laughs> Until next year, my friend. By the way, well, in so, a couple years, we got a couple years. A couple years, I, honestly, uh, I could have a kid right now, and he or she could be bar or bat mitzvah by the time that the next game goes down, because Notre Dame refuses to play my school. Great rendition of the victors, man. I don't well know about done. that part. No, but, no, uh, no. That was really terrific. Yeah, I'm sure and, you're going to say that. Of course you will. And uh, by the <laughs> end of today, by <laughs> sundown, I will have a new ringtone. And it's going to be fantastic when you, you call me. Oh, yeah. Rudy was offsides. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Always a pleasure having him on. Uh, one of the best in the business is MMQB. The, the MMQB is a must-read every single Monday uh, here on a Friday before the bulk of preseason week number two, 2021, is none other than Albert Breer. How are you, Albert? I'm good. I'm good. It was good to get a refresher on the uh, lyrics to the victors there since uh, you don't hear that song very much when they play us. Mm-hmm. So, uh <laughs> Good to hear that. You know, Albert, it's all good in the hood, man. <laughs> it's all good. 
Uh, let me just jump in with that one real quick because I had Herb Street on earlier this week. Sure. And, and my suggestion that, um, you know, I, I know that the Big Ten and the ACC and the um, Pac-12 are all reportedly talking and very close to announcing their own formation of some sort of relationship um, is coming. But is there a possibility that Ohio State, my, my eyes are peeled on Ohio State and Clemson because if they peel off, um, to join the SEC, that would be maybe the final blow to anybody who thinks traditionally that this construct of college football is going to stay put. Albert, what, yeah, are, you, what are you hearing? I, I'll be I'll be honest with you, Rich. I mean, you know, that might be good for you know my school's football program, but I, I'd hate to see that. I mean, I, I I think one of the the the, the beautiful things about college football is how um, the history goes back. I mean, it's, it's older in a lot of cases. The, the history of these rivalries is older than the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, it's older than pro football. And, um, you know, like, so I, I think, you know, the nature of the sport, you know, outside of maybe Notre Dame is pretty regional. And, you know, a lot of this stuff goes back to, you know, our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers. And so, um, you know, I, I can understand what they're trying to do here. And I think that there was – and, and, look, I get on cover college football day to day, and Herbie would be much better to answer this than me, but – um, you know, it feels like we've been going and we've been kind of like building towards there being whatever it is, like 55 or 60 schools that, you know, could have the power to separate from the NCAA yeah. and kind of be their own thing. Um, I'd hate to see that be 20 schools. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just I, I think like having at least a possibility, you know, out there that like a. You know, like an Oregon becomes what Oregon's become, a Wisconsin's become what a Wisconsin's become. Like, I love that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, even like LSU, like, I remember when I was a kid, they weren't that good. You know what I mean? Then Nick Saban got there. Now they're like a, you know, powerhouse. You know, it's just part of the beauty of college football is like the regional nature of it. And, you know, the fact that sometimes we get these teams, these schools that traditionally aren't great that can come up and become those sorts of, those, those pro, those sorts of programs. And so, it would really suck to lose that, I, and I think you'd probably agree with me on No that. doubt. Of course. There's no question about it, but that's the way it's going. And I'm yeah. wondering, have you spoken to anybody in the league about um, what what a potential Super League at the collegiate level where money is now being pumped in, name, image, and likeness uh, to certain players to the tune of seven figures and how that would all work? We're yeah. making people eligible for the next level. and Because I, I, know, I know agents have already been given the green light by the uh, Players Association to start doing name, image, and likeness deals on behalf of the collegiate players which right is, now, right? Which, yeah, which is crazy. Like the rule actually, like the rule actually reads now that they can enter into marketing agreements with right. the players. Now they can't like sign deals that says you're going to be my like representation for contracts in the NFL. But I mean, we all know what that is, right? Like, I mean, if you're signing with a guy to, to be your marketing agent on NIL stuff, like, well, that agent's getting involved there because he thinks he's going to be your NFL agent too. Um, so, you know, I think it breaks down some of the walls that, that you know, I, I think we're probably in some cases imaginary to begin with, you know? Like, I think we all know, like, what happens with agents and college players anyway. So maybe it formalizes that a little bit. I, I do think that there's actually a benefit for the NFL here, though, in that, you know, in a lot of cases – guys feel pressure to go pro as early as they can. And a lot of times it's because a guy has to, I mean, support his family. Like a guy 
a guy's entire family might be counting on him to change the dynamic, you know, in their lives. And, it, you know, I, one thing that's like kind of come up, one thing that's come up repeatedly, you know, when I've talked to, to guys who, you know, uh, scout that level of football is the hope here is that maybe what we'll see now is with these guys having an ability to make money at the college level, the junior who probably needs another year but might feel pressured to go and then winds up getting drafted in the seventh round, maybe that guy stays in school an extra year. And that's good for the player. That's good for the NFL teams. That's good for everybody. Okay. You know, and so I, I think that there are some, like you said, there are some, I think there's some thorniness to the whole thing, of course, because anytime you put, you know, pump money into anything, that's, you know, there, there's going to be that sort of stuff. But I do think there's a real benefit here in that it might wind up, you know, getting kids from tough backgrounds money earlier, and then maybe more of those kids, you know, wind up being able to make more coherent decisions about whether or not to go in the NFL. And maybe a few more of those kids walk away with college degrees as a result of it, even if the NFL doesn't work out. So I do think that there's like a real benefit to all of this and that, you know, the guys, the kids who are under a lot of pressure to make money because they come from tough backgrounds, now being able to do that at the college level, I think takes a little pressure off of those kids as far as making decisions on when to go to the NFL. Interesting. So the whole world isn't going to complete crap. Well done, Albert. That's right. some nice, that's right. some nice uh, positivity right there. Albert Breer going uh, um, right, here, uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, your tours uh, of training camp or who you were able to visit, um, give me some th- uh, under the radar, something we're not talking about, some story that you saw, some person, uh, coach, or player uh, that you think is on the launching pad for success. What do you have for me on that front? Um, Under the radar. Well, so, I mean, like, I, I mean, like one thing that I thought was interesting and it's just like top of mind for me because, um, you know, I, I was just with the bucks and, you know, I, I think like a lot of people have sort of like got Brady's influence wrong and it's changed a lot of things in the NFL. Like we see how Russell Wilson's conducted himself and how Aaron Rodgers conducted himself over the last six months. And I think a lot of that is this perception that Brady's running the bucks and and that's not what's happening. Um, They're calling Brady when they make moves, Brady will tell them when he, you know, thinks something's the right move, but he's not trying to run the organization. It's so interesting talking to those guys about it, Rich, because, they actually say like the biggest impact he's having on their roster construction is actually in the player development end. And so, and he, this is a great example. I thought, um, you know, one of their guys said to me that Donovan Smith, who's been their starting left tackle for a few, for I think five, six years now, who's a really good player. Um, you know, him being around Brady, like has taken him from being like, you know, whatever, like maybe like the 11th to 15th best left tackle in football to now being able to kind of find a different level. And maybe he becomes one of the elite. And the reason why is because he gets to be around Brady and he sees how Brady works. This isn't a young guy. This is a guy who's an established veteran player. They see like they're veteran players trying to reach another level because they see how Brady is kind of always finding something different to make him better. So that was really interesting. Um, you know, just as far as under the radar, I mean, the league's so well covered now, you don't need me to tell you that. Right. Um, you know, I, I think, I think one of the things that I, I to me, I, I, I would say like, I, I would say like that, that's sort of like a league wide thing is as a result of the off season programs being curtailed the way that they were, mm-hmm. 
I, there have been more injuries across the NFL, soft tissue stuff, than before, and coaches are not happy about it. And as a result of that, what you're seeing is teams are doing more to change what they do from a strength and conditioning standpoint. And I'll give you an example of two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep. So Brandon Staley out in Jackson, out, out in L.A., out there with the Chargers, um, when I was there, was running an hour-and-a-half practice, right? Everything was very efficient, and, and they got off the field really quickly. The first, I think it was 20 minutes of that practice, they were doing yoga on the field. And they were doing all these different things that were you wouldn't expect to see at a football practice, right? And it was, I think, you know, really kind of forward-thinking, and Brandon explained it to me and all the different things that he's done to kind of, um, you know, I think build that program and, and, and have it be what he wants. Um, then, you know, I, I go to Jacksonville and you see the way Urban's doing it. And it's a little more old school, but there's still an efficiency to it. Their practices are, are, are longer. It's harder. Um, and these are two guys like on opposite ends of the country trying to establish their programs and doing what they think is best and doing it different ways. And so, you know, I think that's going to be kind of like an underlying thing to the NFL season where, hmm. because what happened to off-season programs, because most coaches believe these guys didn't get enough work in the spring, didn't get enough football-specific work in the spring. There have been a lot of is- issues with injuries, with soft tissue injuries this summer. And to combat it, like, I think there are like a few coaches across the NFL that are doing things in a wildly different way. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens when we get to the season, what state teams stay healthy and which teams don't. So we'll see if uh, if the Chargers wind up having like an Erwan relationship here uh, in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you it's know. funny, too, how it kind of like matches up, right? Like team the rooms. team that's doing yoga is out in L.A. and yeah. the team that's, you know, running boot camps in Florida. So yeah, there you have it. That's very on brand for the for yeah. for <laughs> Albert Bree here on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, week one starters, quarterbacks, give me give them to me. Best you can tell right now, right on the cusp of preseason week number two. Give me give it to me. What do you got for me, Albert? The five first rounders. Yes, sir. Well, let's take the two off the table. We yep, know those. First two. Right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jacksonville. And, and I think one nuance that a lot of people have missed to the, the group of five, right, um, quarterbacks here, is normally first-round quarterbacks go to bad teams for obvious reasons because good teams generally have established quarterbacks. Good teams are picking lower. Generally, first-round quarterbacks go to bad teams. That's not the case this year. I mean, you get the two um, in, in Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. They're going to rebuilding teams of first-year coaches. But the other three – are going to are on teams that have been in the playoffs really recently, and two of those teams have been in the Super Bowl recently. So, you know, I think the di- the, the the difference between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, and and then Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and um, and Mac Jones is the teams they went to. Yep. I think in all three of those cases, the veterans going to start the season. So my my guess would be Cam Newton starts Week One in New England, Jimmy Garoppolo starts Week One in San Francisco. Andy Dalton starts week one in Chicago. I think Trey Lance is going to play the earliest of the three because I think Kyle Shanahan is going to incorporate him in the offense from the jump. So I think you're going to see Trey Lance on the field in week one. How? Mike, what do you think? My guess for, huh? How? Like what? Like next to, like there'll be a package where Garoppolo there's comes off and Lance is there, or, or, yeah, or Lance is literally packed. standing to the right of Garoppolo. They're like, going to, now, I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to find ways to get him on the field at quarterback. Okay. And I think it's, I think it might look a little bit like Taysom Hill um, in New Orleans, but I think it's smart by Kyle too. Like I think he, 
my sense of it is like he feels like Jimmy's the best starter for them right now. But he also knows that that could change over the course of the next three or four months. So in addition to giving other teams something to prepare for, I think he's also thinking, well, if I get him in the game and if I, you know, if there's somewhere in my head, I'm thinking like maybe by the time, by the time we get to the end of the year, we want Trey Lance out there as a starter. Well, it makes sense to get him into the games in some capacity now. So he's at least acclimated to game speed, right? Like a real NFL game speed. So, like, I think we'll see Trey Lance first of those three on the field. I, I think that Mac Jones and, um, and, and, and Justin Fields will start at some point this year. If you put a gun to my head right now, um, I'd say Mac Jones is starting sometime in October. And, I, like, Justin Fields, I think it's, like, completely contingent on where the Bears are as a team. You know, I think with San Francisco and New England, because those guys have a little bit more job security, like you may see where, uh, like, you know, Kyle Shanahan or Bill Belichick makes a move where the team's winning and they still say the best thing to do is go to the rookie. I could see that happening. I think with Justin Fields in Chicago, a lot of it's going to be contingent on things that are out of Justin Fields' control, which is, is the team winning and is Andy Dalton playing well? So I know that's kind of a cop out, but no, I would say no, we'll not Trey at all. No, I, I think I think we'll, I think we'll see Trey Lance in the field first. I, I think if you again, if you put a gun to my head, I'd say like Mac Jones will be on the field somewhere in October, which would I, I think probably make him the first of the three to actually start a game. Uh, and know, that's of course, and that's of course, barring injury and all of that, because that obviously would change stuff. No, Albert, I, I would never force that situation. Plus, I, I like to keep my guests safe. Like, if I could, I'd put a plexiglass walls around you right now. <laughs> so, no, but let me, let me, let me just say this though: this whole thing is just an educated guess, anyway. Like last year, if I'd said, "When's Justin Herbert going to start?" Your answer would not have been week two when uh, when Terod Taylor gets right. an, uh, an an unfortunate jab from from a team doctor you know what i mean like that you would never say anything like that this is all an educated guess i just you know fields and uh his he he threw the whole damn route tree on clemson you know and and i I know know that clemson's a different story than the national football league but my gosh i mean uh you, you there's so many factors that's out of obviously fields control but some of them are also in his favor the fans you know i mean fans are going to be pounding the table i mean just i I, I don't know if if nagy's gonna have the 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 um uh room physically figuratively to 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 do what he wants to do which he's told me on this show he wants to do which is to have the uh uh, dalton be the role of alex smith and fields the role of mahomes that he had they um so like I, they love Justin. They think Justin's special. And why not? I, mean, I, 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 had, I had somebody. I had somebody there say, like, I had somebody there say to me, like, this organization's never had a quarterback like this, which is a pretty strong statement, even though the Bears have had their issues in the position, right? So, like, I, I do think that, like, I, I, I do think that there's a, like a desire to like see what he'd look like in a real NFL game. Here's the way that the the coaches see it, and I, I'm a, I want to take you inside, like, the way that this whole thing, I think is what it's going to boil down to. Fantastic. So just say Matt Nagy gives you a 12-word play call, right? The difference between the two in camp has been, and this isn't Justin's fault, but the difference between the two in camp has been when Andy Dalton enters the huddle, as he's spitting out the play call, he is talking to each of his teammates. So he is, there's one part of the play call, 
he's talking to the receiver. There's another part of the play call, he's talking to the left guard. There's another part of the play call, he's talking to the running back. So the play call goes in his ear, and he basically is directing the offense on where to go. When Justin Fields gets in the huddle, he's getting the play call, and he's just trying to spit it out because he's memorized it. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think that's the best way to illustrate the difference between the two and where – Oh, like sure. Matt Nagy and John Filippo and Bill Lazor and all the guys there feel like Justin's got to get. He's got to get to the point where he can command the huddle in that way. And that's harder for quarterbacks now because, as you know, Rich, in college, they're not doing that, right? Like, it's not even about just learning the office, learning how to do a period. Because in college, they're getting the call from the side. Everyone's getting the call from the sideline. And I you know? think what you and I think what you're saying, Albert, and you know, is is a, a, a terrific insider point. That's why you are an excellent insider. That's an excellent inside point. And that the Bears, as long as they can uh, keep the kid who's memorizing stuff, wrote off the field, so the veteran who can actually uh, take the play, absorb it talk to everyone as the coaching staff wants to have the control necessary. That's obviously the best way to run an offense in the NFL. But let's not forget, sometimes circumstances rise up and you got to stick the kid out there because, again, what happened for Herbert or Dak Prescott. Don't forget, right, when Dak was lighting up the league, all you were hearing was he can only check out one half of the field at a time because of the way that he can't synthesize everything so fast because it is still a faster game. So what? Dak Prescott retired yeah. Tony Romo. You know what I mean? So right. so, yeah. so that's what Bears fans are and probably sitting there thinking, like, screw it. I'd rather get the Dak Prescott sure. stuff now than have to, you know, put my hands and, on, and I'd rather have my hands on, you know, white knuckling the, the wheel than say, okay, we're going to do the sensible thing, right? I mean, that's like, ex- that, that's exactly why, that, that's exactly why, though. Like, if you've heard Matt talk about it over the last few weeks, like what he's, what he keeps saying is we need to see Justin. That's why they've planned since May to have him in the games a lot. Like, right. to, to, like why he played. I mean, I don't know how many snaps he played last week, but it was a lot. It sure was. You know, and, and, and they plan on playing him a lot this week and next week because they want to see what that looks like when he's still, like, again, like totally understandable. There's a learning curve there. So they want to see what it looks like when he's out there, you know, dealing with like some of the, 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 the bumps that learning is going to present. And you can't really learn that stuff in practice because it's so controlled, right? So you put him out there in a game setting, and now you're getting to see what happens when he's out there, and you do have to maybe like help him out a little bit in a way you wouldn't have to help out an 11 year an 11 year veteran like, like Andy Dalton again. And maybe they come to the conclusion, and I can't say they won't, that even with like some of these guardrails we got to put up, even with like, you know, the training wheels that we got to put on, like we're still better with him in there. It's possible that they come to that conclusion. I think that another key difference here, and that this comes back to, this comes right back to like who the team is, right? Like, so the Jets and the Jaguars can afford to ride out bumps with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, right? Like they can just, I mean, they can afford to ride that out. They go on a three or four game losing streak. not saying anybody wants that to happen, but you can deal with it if like you have to go through one of those periods with Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance for that matter. Like, I mean, you've got a locker room full of veterans. They don't care what's best for the franchise three years from now. They want to win right now. Right. And so that's the part of it that I think is really important with these, with, you know, like in the locker rooms, like the Niners and Patriots and Bears locker rooms where it's, 
you don't just have to sell it to the coaches. You don't have to sell it to the fans. You got to sell it to the guys in the locker room. And it's a, and these locker rooms are full of guys. Those three teams are full of guys who've won recently, who have a lot on the line this year, who don't give a crap what's good for the franchise long term. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they only care about right now. And so I think that that's why how good the team is and that the fact that three of the five went to teams that really fashioned themselves contenders is a very, very relevant thing. Albert, you're the best. Let's chat before the season. We'll chat soon. You got it. Absolutely Thanks, brother. Right. That's always Albert Perry. Always good to be on. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Great inside stuff. Also, another reason why coaches will never give up preseason games. You just heard it. You just heard it. Why Justin Fields is going to get these reps in these preseason games. Exactly why coaches will go down fighting if anybody's like, yeah, we'll just do practices amongst the teams. Let's take a break. When we come back, TJ, you ready to give us your SummerSlam preview? Oh, yeah, brother. Let's That's next on Peacock before Billy Jean King, Michael Holly joins us. Oh, and there's still LeBron to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So the last style bender that's based on on what? It's based off uh, a TV show I, I watched, The Avatar. It's a Nickelodeon show. Okay. And Aang, the main character, he had to realize his destiny as the Avatar by mastering all the four elements, which is water, earth, fire, and air, mm -hmm. to realize his destiny. And for me, in this in this realm, I have to realize my destiny as the Avatar by mastering all the elements of the of martial arts. So. A lot of stuff in that show is all kind of correlates with my life with different characters. So even though I got tough right here, I, you know, I inked the rope on my skin because, and I have a lot of other tattoos that relate to that show. Okay. And even this one, Naruto, is another anime I watched that really inspired me. So Yeah, you're wearing that shirt yeah, right now. Um, I just picked it up this morning, threw up some, you know, oh. I dressed up nice. 
Uh, look, man. Uh, again, I just uh, you're so icy. I couldn't really tell everything you else. Skate on was, me if you want I to. Just, I, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you slip and fall. <laughs> you got a lot of good lines, man. I don't want you man. to break your hip, my man. Huh? I don't want you to break your hip. No, I'm not going to break my hip. I'm, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm. Uh, I'm. No, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm hey, you in shape? I see I'm, you. I'm nimble Flex for a 50 year old, Israel. Right. I mean, I'm not going to get in the cage. I could not. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that dance that you did. Two I step. Mean, I'll show you a little two step real quick. So you need. Is that it? Yeah, two okay. step. Yeah. Well, here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're gonna keep you for a television uh, only segment, and okay. then you'll try and teach Show me you all a little that two stuff. Step. Yes, right. I'd like to do that. Okay. I, I think, you know, I limbered up. I did a workout yesterday. Um, <laughs> You're right. How's the well, foot? My, my, I have Foot's plantar okay? fasciitis in yeah. my left foot. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but you know, that's just neither here nor there. Sounds fancy. This is either gonna be great. Or not so. Mm -hmm. All right, Israel, uh, what are we doing here right now? You've, by the way, you've equipped me with some yeah, of your ice. Got you dripped up. Skating I'm all on skating on them. Okay, so what are we doing here? All right, just a quick, quick number, like okay. what I did. Okay. We're gonna be in the huddle, and we're gonna okay. count like one, one. Two, two, one, two, three, three four. four. Now I want you to chest pop. Okay. Boom. All and right. then step forward. Mm -hmm. And then you're gonna. Grab your crutch right there. Okay. On us. Okay. And I want you to lean to the left. Yes. Back. Don't throw your hip out. Okay, thank you. Right. Yes. And forward. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, and we can use this music? Yeah. Okay, what's the big rules? Okay. Height to height. Okay, hit it. All right. Okay, hit it, man. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in the huddle. Huddle. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait for the beat to drop. Turn that up. Turn it up, Mike. Come on Pump now. That. Ready? Yeah. Uh, then five, six. Yeah. Five, six, seven. seven. Chest pop. Boom. Forward. Crutch. Crutch gap. Mm. 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 There we go. That's simple. I'm gonna mock somebody out. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that other unedited version can be found on my OnlyFans page. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We've got, uh, we've got something crucial to get to uh, on Peacock coming up this weekend. Get ready for the biggest event of the summer. Do not miss John Cena, Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair, and all of your favorite WWE superstars at SummerSlam live Saturday, August 21st, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, exclusively right here on Peacock. You can watch WWE Originals and the WWE Vault. Go to PeacockTV.com to get started and help us get all ready for it. TJ Jefferson, the Rich Eisen Show uh, social media grandmaster, and his, and his part of his hyphen it is Rich Eisen Show resident wrestling fan and expert. Die hard. Are you ready? No, stop. You are. <laughs> I don't you, you know more than any of us combined. All right. So you have the floor, sir. Yeah, man. So this weekend, Saturday, Seems it's first of all, it's weird. SummerSlam is going to take place on a Saturday. It's usually a Sunday. So okay. that's interesting. They're going to have NXT on Sunday, but it's going to take place at Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders. Right. And I'm I think it's maybe safe to say this is going to be the less, the least amount of violence that that stadium is going to see for the next five months. Okay. All right. So that, uh, <laughs> uh, is this is this the debut of your top five? This you is a little, little thing we're going to start. Debut a little pilot program. TJ's top five. TJ's top five. Look at that. <laughs> Wait Very nice. I like that. <laughs> Very let's nice. Keep that up there, Hoskins. Graphic. No, no, no. Get. You don't have time. TJ, Sit down. We don't have time. Sit what down. are you doing? Sit down. Where are you? Where's he going? 
He's, no, he's, I see it, I'm gonna okay, sure he's going to put his he's going to put his no, glasses no, on right now. Yeah, okay, okay very good. Go. Bam. All right, you know nice. we're going to do it. Very you know, good. Let's do it. Right. Right. Here we go. C.J. Jefferson's top, top five, five. Let's, let's for SummerSlam. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is Edge versus Seth Rollins. Let me put that picture up. Uh, okay. Edge is a Hall of Famer, Brock. Legend. I mean, you know this. Legend, I know it. Legend, Legend in the game. He uh, had a terrible neck injury in two thousand and. 11 made him retire. Yeah. He came back nine years later, made his triumphant return. Now he's wrestling again. And we have Seth Rollins, who's not happy that Edge is back, kind of taking his shine. Okay. I love I love it. I love it when wrestling can do a nod, right? Something happened between the two in 2014. Seth Rollins threatened to break Edge's neck when he couldn't wrestle and was kind of in a weak state. Uh-huh. Now they're pulling that back and they're now gonna actually have a match where they're going to butt heads. And okay. I'm predicting that Edge is going to come out on top of this one. But it, it'll be, this might be just, as far as wrestling matches go, the match of the night. Okay, that's Ooh, number that's, one. That's what else, be a really good what else are you looking forward to? Uh, secondly, we have a tag team championship match, and this is between AJ Styles and Omos, the tag team champions, mm-hmm. going up against Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, RK Bro. Now, Matt Riddle is a guy who, former UFC fighter, legitimate guy, had some trouble with the, uh, as Stephen A. Smith likes to say about staying off the weed. He he had some issues with marijuana, which <laughs> led him to be cut from the UFC unfairly in my in my estimation. Okay. He, he would have had a ten and three record if you took away all his disqualifications for marijuana in the system. But Matt Riddle's kind of like if you were to take Jeff Spicoli and Mike Barnes from Karate Kid Three, who was much meaner than Johnny Lawrence. So Jeff Spicoli and Matt Bar- Mike Barnes, and you put them together, you'd have Matt Riddle. Randy Orton, of course, a legend in the game. He's a Viper. You don't get a nickname like the Viper yes. and be a nice guy, right? Yes. But he's being nice to Matt Riddle because Riddle loves him and he holds him in high regard. So Randy Orton's teaming with him, and I think it's going to be a feel-good moment. Okay. Rated RK Bro is going to win tag team gold. Well, for one of them, it could be particularly feeling good if, if <laughs> you know they're still... Yeah, the, he, that sort of stuff. But he's, okay, he's still feeling. So good. you got three more to go. We what got else three you got? more to go. We're knock yeah. this out quick. Yeah. We have the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship matches between Bianca Belair, the champion, yes. and Sasha Banks, who is Mike Del Tufo's absolute favorite. Okay, um, you know these two headline WrestleMania, huge moment in wrestling for the two Fantastic. of them. Fantastic. And I feel like this could go either way. Sasha has a new little faction going to bad women who are like going to terrorize the rest of the. The girls, and so she could win and set up Becky Lynch coming back, who, as we all know, is probably the biggest star that they have there. But I, me personally, I'm hoping Bianca wins. I feel like she's the perfect person who, if you are running a company, you want them as the face of your she company. She was on uh, Tokyo Gold. Yeah, it was a delight she, to interview her great, on, on Tokyo Gold. Great story. Okay. So I would say I'm looking for Bianca to win that and uh, retain her title. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the WWE heavyweight title bout between our friend Bobby Lashley, who mm-hmm. I'm still waiting to hear if I can join the Hurt Business, even though they're out of business. But I'm still looking for an answer. Understood. I think you could keep waiting. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the legend, the member of the tribe, Goldberg. Which, and um, <laughs> You know, here's the deal. I, I'm not here for any Goldberg slander. People like to try to rewrite history with Goldberg. Back in the day in the late 90s, Goldberg was the absolute man. The king. He was, he was the king. And I don't care what people now try to say. He was the man. He turned a lot of people on the wrestling that weren't in the wrestling. But I believe this is Bobby Lashley's time. And I feel like, you know, okay. Bobby Lashley, the almighty, is going to take out Goldberg. The tribe. Yeah. Well done. And, and lastly, last, yes. we have the returning John Cena taking on of the course. man right now, the, the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns for the universal title. And, you know, 
Here's the deal. John Cena's sitting at 16 world championships. He's tied with Ric Flair for the all-time record. Kind of like having the most Super Bowl wins. Now, if someone wants to get real petty because Ric Flair asked for his release, they could maybe let Cena win so he could take over the all-time title win. Mm. I hope that's not the case. Well, he doesn't want it that way, too. He doesn't sure. want it that way. Roman Reigns is the man right now. You should acknowledge him. He is the head of the table. He is the tribal chief. And I feel like Roman Reigns is going to dominate John Cena on Saturday. He's okay. going to solidify his spot. Yeah. And so, the only okay. thing they have to worry about, there's a guy named Big E, former Iowa Hawkeye defensive uh, lineman, who has a Money in the Bank contract, which allows him to have a title match whenever he wants it. Well done, TJ. So either Lashley or Roman's got to worry if Big E is going to snatch his title, is his Money in the Bank back from Baron Corbin. And well, Cash check it all so. out on Peacock coming up on Saturday night, the SummerSlam. We'll check your work on Monday. Yeah. I in the meantime, we've got a whole third hour coming up with Billy Jean King on the Rich Eisen Show. Well done, TJ Jefferson. Nice work. Well you, done. Okay, uh, Jason, you had a, uh, a request for time. You've asked for uh, yeah. this time right here. <laughs> so I need to ask for your blessing on something, actually. <laughs> okay. uh, an absurd tattoo bet. Um, <laughs> Wait, set it all up, though. Like, yeah, how does so it come about? In, in my I mean, fantasy league, the Beach Boys. Fantasy football. Yeah, fantasy yeah. football. Yeah. Uh, every year, I end up in a head-to-head tattoo bet with my buddy Steve. Last year, the bet was to get the losers or the winner's nickname mm-hmm. on your backside. Your rare quarters. The, the stakes are high. Are you serious? I lost. Yeah, like, so he has a tattoo. So you've got to now get a tattoo of your friend's nickname oh, on I already, your... I have it. Yeah, he's uh, got it. Hoskins, you got that photo? No, good nard. No, okay, <laughs> you're getting it. Okay. <laughs> That's my buddy Sean. He was not happy to do this, but so... Left or right? Left? Uh, Right. Okay. His nickname is River because he at one point lived in a van down by the river. Okay. okay. All and right. I live in a van down by the river. Wow, this is all, this is production value. Okay. So, right. so he upped the stakes this year, and I agreed to it with your blessing mm-hmm. to do the Rich Eyes and Show logo on our ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this that's is real, offensive Rich. to you this is real. or if you would feel so honored. So the loser of the head-to-head matchup, Show logo, the show running logo. man on the... <laughs> I was about to say, we'll give a new... Meaning is. to having the runs. So Jason is he has brought this to my attention long before. He's worried that you're Yeah. He did, are you flattered or offended? He's worried yeah, that he you're gonna you're be offended, offended it. and like cause it's going on the butt. Susie loved it. And she she wanted me to ask you on air. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. It's already gotten my wife's uh, <laughs> approval. <laughs> right. Sort of. Yeah. Kinda. So what I mean, so we need I, your I, official I, no, I just like it'll be difficult for yeah. me to you better win because I, I, I <laughs> having it on River's ass. Did I use that problem? Yeah. yeah OK, yeah. Yeah, that was right. Th- that's I, I don't I don't know when I will meet him, but I looking at you knowing <laughs> as you're sitting in that chair that you've got the show logos. Yeah. On your ass, it'll be it'll be, just win, win, baby. Right. <laughs> just win. It's like it's like the end. It's like the end of Rocky. Win, win. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. I'm like Adrian, just telling you to win because I, I don't need this photograph in my mind's eye when I look at you. <laughs> just win. All right. We'll help you out. <laughs> 